Welcome to Notorious P.O.D. episode 40. I'm your host, John Bass. This is a special episode where we shine a spotlight on an artist and their work. Um, just before we get into it, I uh, should remind everyone of our website, NotoriousPOD.com. Um, send us your music. You could be featured on our hi- Halftime Hype uh, section and then featured on our Halftime Hype playlist on Spotify. Uh, and then, if we really like it, you might get to come on to one of these episodes and actually feature. We talk about your project, about your work, and all that kind of lovely stuff. Uh, Hip Hop Forum episodes drop in every other Friday, and we will uh, kind of put these episodes out in between as and when we we really like someone. We want them to come on and talk about their music. So, I'm gonna kind of jump straight into it. I'm gonna introduce our guest. Uh, it's it's a man whose album I have not stopped listening to uh, since I was introduced <laughs> to it by Thelonious Filth, our very own uh, Jada Virgo's up in here. How you doing? I'm good, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. This is a uh, very very cool. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. The pleasure is all ours. As always, like, thanks so much for sparing the time. Appreciate people are busy. Uh, and thanks for choosing to spend it with us. So I really appreciate it. Um, what I want to do is I want to jump in with these kind of um, with these kind of episodes. I always think it's quite tricky, right? Because we uh, we listen to your album. We like we like the music. We've kind of like been speaking for a little while. So I feel like we're kind of getting to know each other. But for some of our audience, maybe the first time they, they came across yourself was when they heard your track in our Halftime Hype playlist section. So um, I want to use this first section to kind of just for people to get to know you a little bit. So I guess the first thing we should do is like, give you a chance to introduce yourself like let's right. just just tell us all about you <laughs> like a like a job interview tell yeah, us exactly. so yeah. um yeah uh jada virgo um like like that was already said um i'm from originally from mount vernon new york shout out to the vernon um i've been spending about the past decade in the dc area um actually did not pick up a pen to actually even start rhyming until after I graduated from college. So it was kind of a, something that I picked up in my adulthood. Um, and then just kind of been putting together songs here and there, kind of would make mixtapes and share it with friends. And as it kind of became a bigger hobby, um, it just kind of spun out from there. So 10 was the project that I just put out in January, um, which was you know my 10th full length um mixtape project album um and i feel like that was kind of like the culmination of all of my um putting it together from the time i started when i was not very good (laughs) um until now where like people are actually hearing my music so it's been pretty cool yeah super cool and i i think it's a really um i think what's really great about um having you on is that i think it's it's really good in your music and i think like the first the first track on this album kind of talks about your journey right it talks about those projects and kind of weaves it into your into your life and your story which is cool and i think the whole album really kind of weaves a lot of your your stories of your life into it which i think is is what people like and i think what what makes it uh, what makes it such a great project is it's like, look, we're we're from very different parts of the world, right? I'm from the UK, from the States, but I feel like I get to know you through this record. And that's what, for me anyway, is like what's important about music. I want to feel something for that person. I want to kind of step into their world for a little bit. And I think like the project is is great from that perspective. And like I said, I haven't stopped listening to it since uh, Thelonious introduced me to the album. Um, so props for that. And uh, it's, been, it's great to feature you on uh, on our first 
halftime hype uh, track. So appreciate that. Um, just for those who haven't heard it, because obviously I'm very biased now, right? I'm I'm right. championing this album, <laughs> right? I'm I'm bigging up. Um, how would you like describe your sound? How do you like describe what you do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's what you just said. Um, I mean, I, I approach songwriting kind of from this therapeutic perspective. So, you know, I think for me, making records is kind of like where I unload all the clutter in my head. So there's a lot of things that I have never talked to anybody about, but I put it in a song for people to hear it. So it's almost like, you know, you were talking earlier about like kind of getting to feel like you knew me. And I think it, it is a little bit like that. Like there's a certain level of vulnerability that I feel with my music. Um, so I think 10 is representative of that. I think it's also like a culmination of me kind of learning my lane over the course of the past nine projects of just like finding my sound and figuring out what it is that I really do. And so um, you know, I, I like to make songs every once in a while where I'm just rapping, but for the most part, I think most of my music is um, kind of like theme-based or idea-based, and so I think 10 is kind of um, representative of that. Yeah, for sure. And I'd, I'd also say like for, for people that are kind of listening to this and thinking, okay, I'm going to check this like, project out afterwards, if I was to give it one more kind of, I guess, like p- pitch it again for people to be like, like this is why. <laughs> it's like for me, I think that um, like so many so many rappers like beat selection is really important and i think on this on this album there's some really different styles but there's this like tone that underpins them all and for me it's, it's what i like which is this, there's a lot of like soul samples in there like yeah. vocal samples uh, like and it really resonated with me straight away that i was like this sounds modern but it has got that older soulful yeah you know pitched up soul sample twist on it which i which i really like so i think it's um i think that's one of the reasons that it resonated with me for sure um so you mentioned before that you kind of got into into writing rhymes kind of later than a lot of people. A lot of people, it's like when they're a kid, they start writing it or at yeah. school and stuff. And you said it was kind of is later on. So how did you how did you get into hip hop to start with? So I think when I really first became a hip hop fan was probably like fifth grade. So I guess for people in the UK, I don't know what that translates to, but I was probably like ten, um, and I can still remember, I can remember there were two songs specifically that like, maybe three songs where I remember listening to them and being like, this is different and I really like this. Um, One was More Money, More Problems. Um, You know, just amazing song. And it has that soul sample, right? For sure. Um, Then another one was Dangerous by Busta Rhymes. I remember hearing that song... I remember this is back in the late 90s when you used to like buy singles on CD. So it would like have like the one song, the radio edit, and then the instrumental. Like the whole CD was just three tracks. And I remember my friend in in elementary school had that. And I remember sitting in his room playing that song over and over and over. Like, what is this guy doing? Like, what is this? Like, I had never heard anything like Busta Rhymes before. Um, And then I think from the perspective of like wordplay and lyricism, there was this song that Most Def did with Nate Dogg and Farrell Monch. Oh, no. Oh, no. Those three songs, I think, were, like, very pivotal. So this is, like, 97, 98, 99, around then. And then I just 
kind of fell deep into it from there. Yeah, I mean that. that oh no, that's so funny you mentioned that because uh, I think that was off Lyricist Lounge three. Yeah, maybe? it was on with one of the Lyricist Lounge. Albums. Yeah. And like the the Pharaoh Monches verse, in fact, like everyone just delivers on that track. Like Mos is amazing. Yeah, Pharaoh Monch is incredible. Like the the vocal, like it's um, it's amazing. Like the whole thing is uh, is just is just great. And the Buster Rhymes like thing that you're saying there for me, it's like sometimes you hear, especially when you're younger, right, and you're hearing people for the first time, and you're just like blown away by something. Like it's just really different to everyone else. And Buster's definitely one of those artists where you hear him and you're just like, the moment you hear him, that's it forever, right? You will recognize that as Buster Rhymes forever, and it's just like super incredible. Iconic. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you know, growing up and listening to like hip hop from the late '90s into the early 2000s, like a lot of these guys, like your Busta Rhymes, have been around for decades, and I feel like they don't always necessarily get the same credit that you might give to like a Jay Z or a Snoop Dogg. But that guy, to me, is a legend for sure. Yeah, for sure, 100. percent Um, cool. Well, that, I guess that kind of nicely leads me on to my next question, which is like your biggest musical influences and this doesn't necessarily need to be those names it doesn't necessarily need to be like hip hop artists i think like you can be influenced by loads of different people so it'd be really good to know like your musical influences well i would say you know i'm influenced by so many different things um i listen to a lot of different music funny funny enough one of my friends from college texted me yesterday and he was like trying to recommend some some hip-hop violinists that he found on Instagram. And he was like, I feel like you'd appreciate this because to me, you're like the person I know that appreciates music more than anybody. So that was like such a cool compliment. Like, yeah, okay, that's nice. Um, I do feel like there's a lot of different genres that I'm influenced by, but I think in terms of like my writing style, um, I'm, I'm influenced... Um, I mean, strangely enough, by a lot of other Virgos. <laughs> so, I mean, like, my favorite rapper of all time is Nas. Love that guy. Um, his birthday is the day before mine. Then, you know, there's guys like Wale that I really just, like, the way that he puts words together and some of the topics that he expresses. But I think one of the bigger influences for me was was really Joe Budden, who is funny because, like, now I feel like people know him as a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, true. But... I, I remember, you know, listening to like him back when he was doing like DJ Clue mixtapes um, and he was just like some mixtape guy from Jersey and he was putting out these mixtapes called Mood Music and that was like the first time I really remember listening to an artist that was like so transparent, like yeah. talking about his struggles, talking about his family, talking about relationships talking about addiction, like, to the point where kind of like what you were saying about 10, like, I felt like I kind of knew who this guy was. And I feel like that opened my mind to like a whole new way to approach music. And it opened my ear to the type of stuff that I liked. So I think when I started writing, um, all of that was kind of in the background. Fonte is another one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that like, just people who have like the wordplay, but then also know how to like, say something in the music you know yeah the, the fonte stuff's really interesting because the the little brother comparisons a good one it's kind of like the the ninth wonder type instrumentals yeah. and that that whole kind of sound the little brother sound uh, is it was 
was definitely on my mind when I when I heard Ten for the first time. I was like, this is kind of fonty little brother type <laughs> stuff, which is like right in my Venn di- diagram of like perfect stuff that I enjoy. So, so yeah, look, I mean, look, we've spoken a little bit about Ten as a project, but it would be great just to kind of give, I guess, a bit of an overview as why you wanted to make it, what are the kind of central themes of the album? Just like give us a little bit of an overview as to, to the Project 10. Yeah, I mean, I think every project that I've made has kind of been like a snapshot of where I was at that time. Um, so, you know, I think 10 is kind of representative of the past year or two that I spent writing the songs and just like, kind of where my mindset was with different things um, and just being reflective. Um, so a lot of the songs like, you know, She Said or It's Always Sunny are kind of like me just reflecting on conversations I've had or experiences from my past. Um, and then I think also just from the perspective of me as a creative, like I feel like there's so many different things that I want to do. Like I'm working on a documentary right now and I put out a short film a couple years ago and like I feel like with me also having a full-time job (laughs) and then doing all this creative stuff it's like man I I feel like I'm stretching myself thin um so I wanted to like think about everything that I'm planning to do and I'm like all right well I don't know how many more albums I'm gonna make but if this is the last one I want it to be like the album I've been trying to make for the past 10 years so I think that kind of shines through in the project is like it is kind of a wrap up of everything that I've done over the past decade in terms of style, in terms of my sound, in terms of um, storytelling and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for me, the approach is very much one where I try to give myself to the songs that I make. And I think that that allows people to connect. You know, it's almost like there's a way I'm pretty introverted. (laughs) So I think the music gives me a way to connect with people on a personal level in ways that I might not do in conversation, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing about music, right? Is you can, you can elevate a conversation or an understanding or a relationship without even meeting someone because you can kind of, bear your soul or like the way you think about certain situations you know you know there's so many rappers who talk about subjects you know the same subjects right the right. their their kind of street life their the kind of things they're in and don't get me wrong i'm there for it right that's that's part of the the multifaceted elements of hip-hop. the whole spectrum yeah it's a beautiful thing I, I love it right but there's also a whole world of um emotions that don't always get covered in hip-hop that i think when you hear them and you hear that kind of honesty um from people it's, it's really refreshing so yeah big fan um of the project because like when i was listening to when t was talking about the album and he kind of referred to it as like a storytelling project mm. and i was like hmm like i never really thought about it that way like i guess i am kind of storytelling but i never really sat down and said like what story am i going to tell you know i think for me the songwriting process is more about like topics and themes and ideas that I want to explore. So, you know, like this idea of like my relationship with black women or like my regrets from the past or, you know, I have a song 
on an EP that I did last year called Cancelled, where I talk about cancel culture. So it's just like I, I try to think about ways to still have the word play and do hip hop, yeah. but also have the song be about something so it's not just like me rapping about rapping yeah that's it's a good point i mean the, the thing that was like popped into my head was like it's, it's always sunny right the instrumental to me was like uh early jay-z like head nodding new york right. hip-hop right all i was thinking about is like i can hear jay-z on this track right so i was, <laughs> so I was like this is going to be just like this is going to be a track that's just bars it's just going to be bars and then like a hook and nothing's gonna like mix with anything else is just going to be it's just going to be hard and it is all those things but there is this narrative there is this story that's running through it and so i think that that's what i think really works about this project is i think t's right i think there is this like storytelling element yeah. to even the yeah. tracks that are more like bars there is a like a, re a reason for those and they do relate to the overall narrative which is great um i've got to ask what is your favorite track from this album which is oh, like picking man. between children uh -huh. right but i'm just yeah. always curious I do feel like it changes every time. Um, I would say right now, I really like Bad. Um, yeah. And I really like Lucky Me. Um, those, are, those are the two for right now. But yeah, I mean, if you ask me a week, late, a week from now, I might have a different answer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's the other cool thing about this a lot of the feedback that I've gotten from this project is like people will hit me up and say like, oh, yeah, this song is crazy or Yo, this song is my favorite. And it's like all over the place. Like it's, it's just it's interesting to see what type of music or what type of narrative different people connect with. So um, it it is nice to like see that there's something on here for everybody, you know? And that was kind of what I, what I was going for. Yeah, for sure. And I think you're right. I think that's good, right? There's, there's loads of even like really, really classic albums that if you ask people what their favorite track is, like 99% will give you the same answer. Mm -hmm. And I actually think it's, it's, it's more, especially for, for us, I, I think it's more important for there to be a mix because then actually you've created like a multifaceted album that has, moments for different people and i think that's that's the bit that connects with with a lot of people so look i wanted to i wanted to play um one of your tracks in in the quick break we're going to take now and then at the end of uh, end of this episode you're going to give us a little little freestyle um which which i'm excited about as well which is great so um i'm gonna i'm gonna pick if it's okay with you uh it's always sunny because um to me <laughs> to me that's just that's just that head nod uh joint that i think people need to hear um and also like for those that are listening in the uk we've had some pretty snowy weather right so it'd be quite nice to uh, have that kind of sunny sunny vibe in our in our lives plus we already played um bad as our halftime hype track because that was the first track that that i really just caught my attention i was like okay wow this is this is really great um so i want to want to change it up so um we're going to play it's always sunny and then we're going to be back
Let's take it back, it was like 2013 Game night, house party, yeah, you know what that means Loud music and food, plenty of drinking But with the guest list, can't tell you what I was thinking Because I got the shorty that I'm dealing with, she already here She helped me set up the party, but she still ain't prepared Because this girl from my past about to be pulling up We had a fling, it didn't last, wasn't good enough We did our thing before, but she still wanna explore I'm thinking that she the homie, she thinking it's something more Now the girl that I'm digging next To the girl that's digging me And they come But there's tension in their energy I wanna disappear But there's nowhere to run So I play to how niggas be playing it I'm playing dumb But she's seeing the jig is up Might as well give it up This new chick getting attention I wasn't giving her She probably came through With hopes we was gonna run it back I just invited her Wasn't thinking about none of that She gets embarrassed Makes an exit and leaves But now another guest Appears to have a trick up her sleeve This is mean I can't forget it man I still remember Drinking games, someone started, never have I ever This one woman said that she never had sex with Joelle She being messy as hell and hoping someone will tell And then my co-worker goes and puts a finger down Only imagine what my shorty probably thinking now Cause I ain't never mentioned it and we wasn't affectionate But now I'm wishing both of them practice a little censorship She could have lied, it would have just been alright To make it all worse, my co-worker was white <laughs> Now my lady isn't happy, she ignoring my call If I had shown some discretion, could have avoided it all It's always sunny though <laughs> Yeah, yeah Yeah, it's always sunny though Check Let's take it back to like 2009 After a night of partying, it's finally time to take it home But I was in no condition to drive But I was stubborn, so I'm just telling myself that I'm fine Hit the road, seeing double, I'm in trouble, I know it Grip the wheel, now I'm sweating, trying to regain my focus But I'm gone, I can't control the car The lines are blending together, and I was seeing stars Veering out of my lane while I was fading out Ended up spinning in circles before I straightened out I'm on a highway, lucky I was alone instead Cause if somebody had run into me, I would have been dead Now I'm scared, pulling over, trying to sleep it off Took the key out the ignition because I know I'm soft Passed out, next thing I'm seeing is a bright light shining I opened my eyes while my faculties were aligning It's an officer asking for license and registration I handed it to him and told him I needed some patience Cause I was waiting for the feeling to pass over I ain't breaking the law, I'm just trying to get sober He understood but told me that I couldn't be in the car And I had a ways to go, my destination was far He's saying I gotta get up, hoping this ain't a setup This night is going left, so now I started getting fed up But it could have been worse, he ain't ticking me or nothing I'm drunk and I'm hungry and needed something in my stomach He took me to Waffle House and told me to get a table Sober up and go home after you feeling able I ordered mad food, appetite feeling larger My phone almost died, but was able to get a charger <laughs> Long night, that's what I got for going hard Paid my tab, then I took a cab back to my car It's always sunny though Damn <laughs> Yeah man, it's always sunny though That's right Damn. Okay, so that was uh, It's Always Sunny by Jada Virgo We yeah. are still here Let's, And I don't um, know if you caught the sample on that um, Now come on, spill the beans, tell us <laughs> That's a sample. Um, I feel like that was really like sneaky. Like some people caught it, but a lot of people didn't. But that's from the show. It's always funny. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's right. like their cutscene music. So it basically was a loop, and that's where the title came from as well. So 
Yes, love that. I love that. That's great. I mean, <laughs> these are the little details you see that we need to that we need to extract from you, so that when people yeah. listen, <laughs> their friend, they're like, "Oh, by the way, just I don't know if you've caught that sample, but uh, it's actually from it's always sunny in Philadelphia." So <laughs> people like that. People right. like that stuff. Right. Um, cool. Let's um, let's let's keep going because I want to I want to kind of get into um, I, I guess it's to kind of understand your musical persuasion a bit further. But one thing I'd really like I'm always interested in people's um, like collaboration aspirations. Like if you could have anyone like the dream collaboration, like who who would you go for? Who would you pick? Man, um, there's so many like different avenues I could go down here with, like. Um... You know, I would like there's a lot of R&B singers I would love to do collaborations with, you know, like, you know, like her or Jasmine Sullivan or somebody like that. But um, I think if I could have any collaboration, I might want to do a record with Slaughterhouse. Yeah, um, nice. I feel like I feel like those guys just on a lyrical standpoint, I've, I've never heard a group of everybody that can just kill. Yeah. And I feel like that would be like the ultimate test for my pen of like, if I can keep up with those four guys, then I know I, I'm, I'm actually good now. Um, but yeah, I feel like that would be the ultimate test of my of my lyricism. <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's also a nice uh, full circle with Joe Budden as well, right? You, you're kind of looping back into that history, which is which is good as well. Um, cool. Let's let's move away, I guess, from from hip hop for a second. And let's talk about um, your favorite album um from a genre mm. different to what you make so it, essentially like your favorite album that isn't hip-hop because i always think this is quite telling because i yeah. think with like hip-hop like hip-hop heads in general you get some people who are from the sort of i guess like rock side of things and like they're interested in like bands and like that's what's interesting or like more traditional like soul and like r&b styles i'm always interested in what people like outside of hip-hop yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm I'm more traditional in that sense. Um, I do listen to a lot of R&B, and so I mean, I've joked around with my friends about it all the time because I write rap music. But it's like I actually probably listen to R&B more than I listen to rap, <laughs> so it's it's a weird thing there. But I would say, ah oh, man, like nailing it down to one album is tough. I might go like Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. That's an album that I listen to at least three or four times a year. Um, you know, Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Um, man, I've been listening a lot to this band, and I'm going to butcher their name. So, you know, don't send me angry messages. <laughs> I think it's, I think they're called Kruang Bean. Okay. Um, I'll, ta- I'll take your word for it. I mean. Uh, it's like. K H R U A N G B I N. I think that's how it's spelled. Krangbin, Kragbin. They make like this. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like jazz, funk, kind of psychedelic, kind of like, you know, Eastern sounds. Um, but like, it's basically just like a bass, a guitar, and the drums. And they're just amazing. Um, so that's another band that I listen to a lot, but probably more on the soul side of things outside of hip hop. Yeah, nice. It's so funny because uh, me and T particularly, we talk about this all the time that we actually we're kind of the same. Like we listen to a lot of R and B in comparison to like how much like hip hop we listen to, and uh, we're definitely going to do some more like R and B 
like slanted pods because it's it's one of those things it's like there's loads of hip-hop pods right absolutely mm-hmm. loads but there's not many that are like dedicated to r&b which is weird considering it's huge like a massive genre think of like some of the most iconic records of the last like 20 years yeah a lot of them are like at least r&b influenced or an r&b artist featured on something so it's kind of weird that there's not that much love so we're going to um we're definitely going to have some specials on on r&b and like neo soul and and that kind of stuff that kind of is very hip-hop influenced or vice versa so yeah brown sugar is like one of my easily top 10 albums of all time it was that yeah, so like, so just, where where do you stand on brown sugar versus voodoo i prefer brown sugar um but i yeah. But I really like Voodoo. I think it's great. The difference to me is Brown Sugar is just uh, just solid songs all the way through, right? It's just a solid, yeah. solid songs, right? No um, skips. No skips. Voodoo as well is like also solid in terms, but it's just more. Um, it's more experimental, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's it not. Does it feel as cohesive? Exactly. It's it's yeah. a lot more of a one that you, I feel like basically. If you want to impress people, you say voodoo. If you be honest, you say brown sugar. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right? exactly. It's just, it just yeah. feels a little bit like that. It's like, you know, when you when you have guests over, you won't make the thing that you think's the most delicious. You'll give them the thing you think they will go, oh, that's impressive. Right. And that, to me, is like brown sugar versus voodoo. Both both great albums, but brown sugar just was D'Angelo at his, like, rawest and, yeah, just, just perfect. What, what did you think of uh, the third album with the Vanguard? Didn't really get it when it came out. Um, was a little like thrown off because I guess I was expecting like the brown sugar voodoo sound. Yeah. But like years after it dropped, I went back and listened to it and I was like, oh, this album's dope. Yeah. <laughs> like it was it was an album that I didn't get it at first. And then when I went back, I will still probably put it third. Like I still think his yeah. first two albums are better, but He's got a few songs on that that have stayed in the rotation for sure. Yeah, same. I, I, I felt basically identical to what you just said there. At first, I was like, "Ah, oh, this isn't this isn't Brown Sugar and Voodoo. Like, what the fuck?" Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's some quite rock influenced tracks on there. It's, it can like you know can kind of break out into fairly like rocky stuff. But there are moments on the album that are like on par with with some of the great moments on the other two. So yeah, it's, it's third, but it's third out of a fucking great right. list. Come on. I mean, I think it's also like when you look at D'Angelo's career and like it, there's something to be said for artists like him or artists like Lauren Hill who like have very little music, even Biggie, when you think about it, like yeah. he doesn't have a ton of music. So, you know, I think their music kind of like it hits a little different and it stands out more because they don't really have a ton of filler in their catalog. Like, you know. Say what you want about Lil Wayne, but he almost has too much music, right? <laughs> Where it's yeah. just like you got to kind of get through a lot of it to to kind of grab what you want. Um, so I think you know there there is something about like artists that don't give us a ton of stuff, and I think that's probably where Kendrick's headed. All all be told, you know. Yeah, it's true because I think you know in years gone by, if Kendrick was in a different generation, I don't think there would be anywhere near as much like heat on him for not releasing stuff. People be like, he has a process. He'll put music out when he's ready to put it out, and and I totally agree with you. I, I think like with those real like top level, genuine like genius level artists like D'Angelo or like a Lauren Hill, their like mental state be- being quite fragile is why they take a long time to produce music. Like even Amy Winehouse, a similar kind of story, right? right. 
the yeah. quality of of work that they put out in that in their like hot spell is is better than most people's entire catalog like you could find you know set like 20 tracks so two 10 track albums you could find 20 tracks out of like their entire careers and make two albums out of it and if they'd have done that they might have been held in the same esteem as those artists right but the fact that they don't have that mentality is why they don't create the music that we hold to that level in my opinion and so like the fact that he had this he's had basically two hiatuses in between albums you know between brown sugar and voodoo and then voodoo to black messiah that's kind of part of what makes him appealing why he's interesting and you know there's no one can do what d'angelo can do in my opinion I, i'm like a big fanboy seen him seen him live and i was like i never thought i'd get the chance it was the black yeah. messiah tour and i was like this is crazy so yeah i yeah. could talk talk about him all day you know i mean i think it's one of those things where it's like you know you the grass is always greener on the other side. It's like when when artists don't make enough music, we want more. But then <laughs> yeah. when guys are you know when guys are putting out an album every six months, you're like, yo, slow down. <laughs> like, we don't true. need all. We didn't we didn't need another album from you, guy. Like relax. Um, so yeah. you know, it's true. It's very true. All right, let's um let's change gears. This is probably the hardest question of all on this podcast, um, oh. which is which is your top five personal favorite MCs now. When we ask this, people always Oof. like they always like to check. Like, are we talking about who we think are the best five? Right. That, that's not it. What we're saying is like, who are your personal five favorite MCs of all time? So you don't need to like. It's a bit like the D'Angelo question, right? This is your right. brown sugar moment. You don't you don't need to voodoo it <laughs> voodoo it for me. Just just tell me who your 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 five favorites are. Oh, all right. This is tough. Um, Nas is definitely up there. Um. Who else? I kind of want to say Royce the Five Nine, Fair. who I'm a huge fan of. Um, man, so now, so like, I'm thinking about like people who I hold to a high standard, or like people that I listen to a lot, because I feel like that's really the answer is like the people who are in my rotation the most. Yeah. Um, so I feel like from that perspective. I might throw Styles P up there. Um, hmm. I need two more, right? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to say Ross, but like, I really like Ross's projects. <laughs> Look, this is what I mean. There's no, there's no shame you know, in the answers. Like, right? You just got to like, be honest. It's like there's definitely artists that I think are better than Ross, but he just makes great projects. Um, so he's kind of up there for me, too. Um, man. Maybe Fonte? Yeah. Yeah. Thinking Fonte, maybe T.I. I'm a huge T.I. fan as well. So, yeah, I'll go with those six. Solid. I let the I let the people put them in whatever order they want. Yeah, but not I mean, number one. That's the yeah. that's the only thing I know. The thing is, whatever you say, right? People will people will comment, even though we make it super clear, like this is just their personal favorites. This is not oh, an attack right. on your choices. People are still going to be like, "What the fuck are you of talking course. about, Rick Ross? Yeah, like, how's yeah. he in his top five? It's like, bro, it can be anything. Like, you know, you can just say anything, and it's your personal opinion. But people are still gonna they're still gonna give you some stick about it. So, I just think there's so it. many levels to it too. Like, you know, like. I hear Biggie and I'm like, this guy is just amazing. Yeah. Or even Big Pun. It's like, who is doing this? Who could do this? 
Um, but I, I don't think I listen to their projects as much as I might listen to somebody like The Game, who like clearly isn't as good as Biggie. Yeah. But like he just he makes dope music that I'd like to listen to. So, you know, that's weird. I think that everybody kind of has different um things about them that make them dope, right? Like I think yeah. what makes Ross dope is completely different than what makes Royce dope. Um but you know, I think hip hop is like it's so such a spectrum, like you said, that you know, it's nice to be able to appreciate different styles. Yeah, for sure. I think you make a good point though, which is like and this is why it's this is why we asked the question this way around, not who's the best five, because you know, if I think of like just skill set right i'm like big l it to me would like always be in my top five as like most talented like that like, genuinely like best right but if i'm like projects <laughs> there are a lot right. of rappers who i don't think are anywhere near as good as him who have better albums than he does yeah. so it's it's a really different you know game's a great example like uh the documentary by the game i absolutely love that album like i, I would rather listen to that than listen to big l's album like right. lifestyles are dangerous but if you're asking me who's better, I'm like, well, Big L right. is a better rapper, right? So yeah. it's it's not a fair test, which is why we always ask it like favorites, because then it's not really a debate. It's more just like, look, this is who I fuck with, this is who I like, and uh, it, it's interesting just to find people's, I guess they're the things that interest them and the artists that they interest them. I, I wouldn't have, um, based on your, uh, based on your music, like I wouldn't have been able to predict that list, and I always think that's really really a good thing. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, just got one more question for you, um, and then um, we're gonna sort of wrap it up. We can obviously tell people where uh, where they can find your music, where they can find you on social media, and then obviously gonna um, sort of end the show with with a freestyle, which I'm really excited about as well, which is gonna be great. So, the last question I need to ask you is: Let's just imagine you're going for a, a world title shot in boxing, okay? And it's like five minutes before you come out. And your manager says to you, look, uh, Jay, we we, uh, we need some music. We need a music choice for your walk-on music. What are you going for that is going to get you hyped to go and knock the other guy out and win that world title? <laughs> um, so, again, like, this is a question where I could go a lot of different directions with. For sure. But I feel like if I'm going in the ring, then I'm going to want to listen to one of my own records. So... Yeah, I, love I would that. actually go with um, I would go with Rap Tutorial Volume Three. Um, yeah. I feel like that has the right energy that would get me hyped for the fight. Yeah, um, plus like loads of uh, free promo, right? It's pretty <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm not saying you you know necessarily get more promotion than from Notorious Pod, but you know if it's going out in multiple countries, prime time, right. just exactly. saying it's pretty good. It's that's pretty the good. one, um, and that's funny because like that, I feel like. That that is a song that kind of is a little different than the rest of the tracks on that album. But I always try to do that was something that I did for the first time a few projects back. I did a, I did I had this album called Brown is the New Black. And this is like 2016. You know, this is like right when like Philando Castile had gotten murdered and there was a lot of racial tension. This is also when Trump got elected. And so the album that I made at that time was very based around this idea of like the black experience in America. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the themes were very heavy, but then it's like, okay, with all of that, I still got to at least have a song on here to just let people know I can rap my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> so that was also just like something that I did a couple times. And so 
the track on there for 10 was volume three of the rap tutorial series. So I like to have those songs just to kind of break up the the storytelling um, theme based records, like just to kind of be like, yeah, I could still get busy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That, to be fair, that is a good call out because again, like T mentioned that I think last time is like, look, don't get it twisted. There, there are, there are moments on this album. And obviously this, this track is kind of a perfect example of just like, here's some bars, like just eat that and enjoy it. Like this is, this is just me straight. Right. <laughs> um, which again, like I, I think is always important because even on a, like a storytelling album like this one, yeah people want to know people want to know that you can rap right that there's there's always going to be those people out there like oh, this is cool like cool story bro um right. let's, let's hear some fire and i think that that's nice to kind of deliver that on on there for sure um and also we're gonna we're gonna get a nice freestyle out of you to end the show so people should stick around to listen to that as well which is uh which is cool um jay thank you this has been really great mate i've really enjoyed it thank you so much for coming on sharing uh your knowledge your insight about your project um where can people follow you and where can they find your music and and where's the best place for them to to get hold of 10 yeah um jada virgo on every streaming site uh 10 is on all of the streaming sites apple your spotify your whatever um on social media i'm on instagram and twitter um my handle is vernon underscore virgo um so yeah, I'm there. Hit me up. My music is out there as well. Um, I'm also now trying to work on like migrating some of my older projects onto my um, pages online. So like, you know, people that are hearing me for the first time might be able to listen to like some of my older albums as well. So working yeah. on that, and and then you know we'll see what what comes what comes next. Beautiful. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the next port of call for me is I'm just going to work my way back through the back catalogue now. That's that's my that's my plan. Um, so I suggest people yeah. do the same thing. We're going to put out all the some links my, to some stuff. of my old stuff was was under the name Jay Brown. So okay. I kind of switched. And then so some of my stuff is still out there as Jay Brown. I just got to <laughs> collect it under under the new moniker. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pull, pull that stuff together so people can appreciate the art in, in one right. place, which is great. So. So, yeah. Uh, after you listen to this episode go to your streaming service of choice find jay the virgo stream 10 uh can't recommend it highly enough um been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for coming on really appreciate Definitely. it appreciate it man. um if you've enjoyed the episode please uh rate and leave us reviews um does genuinely really help us people get to kind of see us and, and what we're doing and, and get to kind of meet new artists like jay the virgo um thanks for joining us get ready for the next episode i am now going to hand over jay the virgo the floor is yours my man to give us this beautiful freestyle and we'll see you people next right. time Peace. yeah yeah it's jay the virgo Notorious P.O.D. Let's do it. Yeah. Shout to Black Milk, too. Detroit, what up? Okay. See? Check. Feel like I'm in my bag now. I'm the man now. So I've been winning it hands down. Giving you plenty bars. Rest in peace the departed. But like I'm Tommy from Martin. Been getting plenty draws. You see, I'm working though. <laughs> I'm working every flow, every show. Be going until the curtains close. Animal instincts. I'm Tyson and you Spinks. With punchlines that hit you like it's a mixed drink. You get smacked from that. And won't be needing Dr. Dre to feel the aftermath. <laughs> see? Because detox isn't available. I'm playing way ahead and I'm never going to be derailing you. I am the truth 
So every time I step in the booth, it's like the beat is the pudding and I be bringing the proof. <laughs> Killing tracks, I'm Usain, they feel it, so my record's even spinning the UK. So now that I'm here, I might as well give them a peek. I'm a beast, I'm getting tired of being discreet. <laughs> For a minute, been underrated. A lot of people was hating when I was being debated, but I was still getting rated by people that was relating, so I was just being patient until I was celebrated. I'm saying, I'm elevated when I'm holding the pen, so if you know when I'm flowing, then go and listen to 10, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, that's Virgo vibes. <laughs> 10.